Um, chick. <laughs> and you are listening to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast. Ooh. Yeah, little Black Sabbath there. Uh, we're going to be talking about Season of the Witch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before I uh, tell you about these jokers in the background, uh, some quick errata from last week's podcast. I made some reference to uh, Season of the Witch being a song by Cream. That's <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. Fortunately, no one heard because Kelly Wand, you were busy leaping over me to say something about Halloween Three. You wanted to get your Halloween Three reference in there. Yeah, it is in fact not a Cream song; it's a Donovan. No, it's song. A Donovan oh. song. Isn't Donovan on Cream? Uh, whatever it was, I was wrong. So I've been getting a lot of letters about. It. I've been getting plenty of email. You can stop sending me email corrections. Uh, Donovan's anyway. the character's name in Halloween Three, by the way. Okay, what? Is that true? No. Yeah, I didn't leave you for a second. Uh, so, like I said, I am Tom Chick. I am here with Christian McCl- I think it's McCluskey. Christian McCluskey. Don't even worry about that. I, I prefer you call me Ballsack from now on. <laughs> and Kelly Wand. Uh, Kelly Wand, do you have a season of the witch tagline? Yeah, uh, in Russia, witch seasons you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Dingus, what was this? What was this movie, Dingus? What what the heck is Season of the Witch? All right. Well, this week we saw a movie called Season of the Witch, and Season of the Witch is a period action horror movie. <laughs> really? They really put all those genres in there. They put well, period. I just did. Yeah. Well, they could have put comma, but they decided period instead. Uh, so yeah, it's a period action horror movie directed by Dominic Sennis. It's written by Broggy F. Shut. Um, it stars Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman as knights deserted from the Crusades who must escort a prisoner, witch, to trial at a monastery. It is rated PG-13 for theatric, theatrical, what? For thematic elements, it has thematic elements in it that made it PG-13. Thematic, mm. and it also has violence and disturbing content. All right. Wait, uh, this focus was PG, and that that had witches in it. Yeah, but it didn't have any thematic elements. Oh, right, because Catherine and Jimmy. Right. Well, and as we're about to find out, once we get into spoiler territory, this was no mere witch. Mm. That's no, oh, no, I meant the way I should have said it is, that's no witch. They're going to need more holy water. All right. Before we get there, Kelly Wand, why don't bigger you, holy water. Uh, let's do some spoiler stuff. Kelly Wand, why don't you uh, give us a synopsis of Season of the Witch? What uh, did we just see in more detail? Oh, you mean a synopsis? Yes, rock and roll. See what I did there. I do. Uh, yeah, season of the witch. Um, spoiler alert: it's autumn. Uh, okay, so <laughs> at the beginning of the movie that we watched, called season of the witch, uh, they're hanging three witches so they can kill them. Even though hanging doesn't kill witches, because you have to read shit from a magic book first, so they don't come back. But the priests who have all the power and decide who's a witch, don't have the power to read the magic words from a book at the hanging because everyone's got to go somewhere. So he has to sneak back later at night, even though he's in charge, and read the words in the dark. That's the ceremony. The only ceremony that works. And uh, he also has to pull the witches back up from the water because they hang them in water. (laughs) I didn't realize that, but by then I was already watching the movie. 
Because um, you need to read the words while they're not in water, but you have to read it while they're dead. But also there's three of them, and you have to do it separately for each witch. you got to pull them up separately, but two of them weren't real witches, but he does them first anyway. Um, so the third one fries his Bible by gesturing at it with her hand, which witches can't do when they're alive the first time. And I guess that means the book wasn't magic after all. Anyway, so now that we know all these important facts, we can skip ahead to the story, which is the Crusades. And uh, these two knights named Nicholas Cage and Ron Perlman are uh, saying stuff about whoever kills more CG guys, buys the drinks. We never see them drink. And they battle and stab people, and the battle goes on so long that it starts snowing, so they change the name of the battle a few times because the seasons keep changing. But the battle just keeps going. Get it? The seasons. And they besiege a city called Village, and Nicolas Cage stabs a woman, and she goes, My pancreas! And dies. And uh, he gets upset because killing women and children of other religions isn't what the Crusades are all about, man. So he quits, and he goes off on a crusade with his friend, even though the friend's not upset. And they stop by a cabin, and they see a woman and a man with plague face in bed, but the woman's still alive, so they help her out by burning her alive in the house. And then they head out. And then they go to a village named City, where everybody has caught the plague face, and the monks wear bird masks, like an eyes wide shut. And uh, an old dying dude tells them that a witch did it. So instead of just killing the witch, they have to take her in this wagon to a monk temple in a town called Monk Temple in a town. And since they're going through the woods, they hire an unreliable windler with a Brooklyn accent and a stocks named Handlebar to guide them. And Shia LaBeouf follows them. So Nicholas Cage makes him fight <laughs> Sorry, that's bad form. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot that part. Until nothing happens, and then they keep going. Oh, and they also took another guy with them who says the witch reminds him of his daughter, which means, I guess, his daughter stabbed him in the hand with a crucifix and escaped from a cage, because that's what the witch does. And they chase her into a town with no name, and the witch plays the daughter card again, which somehow tricks the guy into running into Shia LaBeouf's sword, which Shia LaBeouf was holding out for some reason. So they somehow get the witch back in her stupid wagon. They keep going, and they go across a bridge like Roy Scheider did in Sorcerer, a form <laughs> of male witch. But only the CG wood of the bridge dies. And then they go into Wormwood Woods Forest, and the Brooklyn grifter whose life they saved to be their guide says he can't see anything and doesn't know where they're going. Uh, so then the witch calls some wolves that shapeshift into meaner wolves. And... Uh, Individually and slowly. And uh, the grifter dies because he's no longer important to the plot like he was up till now. And uh, they reach the place, but the monks are all dead, but one's not. But instead of burning him alive like they did with that one woman, they take his magic book so the priest they brought can read stuff from it and annoy the witch in the cage so the plague will go away. Because modern science is only good for making special effects sequences in Nicolas Cage movies. So after reading a few hundred pages, the priest reads aloud in the book, uh, Dude, she's not a witch. She's possessed. Please see index C9, section 30, footnote 4. And while he's looking it up, the witch grows wings and kills him, which it couldn't do before. And it could have just flown to this place and gotten <laughs> 
But it was part of the plan, because it's written somewhere. And the demon kills Ron Perlman by hugging him and flame-retardant membranous wings. And then it kills Nicolas Cage more slowly by jabbing him with wing hornlets in the shoulder blades. And Shia LaBeouf, it turns out, knows how to read Latin by firelight super fast. And he also knows exactly where the priests stopped reading. And so he reads the rest. And the demon tricks them by not turning the book to fire like it did in the first scene. And then the spell beats the demon and turns him into more special effects. And the girl's naked, so Shia LaBeouf makes a pile of rocks to have sex with her on. And then it turns out she's the narrator all of a sudden. And she's going to tell the story. So everyone knows, even though we've never heard of it till now. And even though she doesn't remember anything that she's describing, because she was fucking possessed the whole time. The end. <laughs> and that was about the shortest quarter to three movie podcast you are ever likely to hear. Uh, because shortly after... Kelly Wan's wonderful synopsis. Uh, we had some sort of technical gremlins emerge. I blame Nicolas Cage. And they rendered everything we recorded unlistenable. Uh, I thought about just inflicting it on you, and you could make up your mind whether or not you wanted to hear it yourself, but it's, it's terrible. It's, the sound goes back and forth. It's like you're listening to somebody in a stadium, uh, and it's, I'll spare you. you. You believe me. You, you should thank me. Let's see. So what, what did you miss? We, we did a full length, uh, podcast. Uh, Kelly Wan said plenty more wacky things. Uh, Dingus said a bunch of really smart things. And we had a very good three by three, uh, that we will actually just do again next week. So I hope you'll come back next week. Join us for the Green Hornet podcast. And we will revisit our three by three which is uh, great scenes involving meals. I know it might sound kind of boring, but, but trust us, we came up with some cool stuff. We look forward to sharing it with you next week. I am Tom Chick, and I was joined by Christian McCransky, I think? Christian McCransky and Kelly Wand. <laughs>